Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. It's Michael Guerin joining you here to talk all things harness racing for the next 10 minutes or so. It's an unusual day. There's no harness racing in the state of New South Wales today. There's three other meetings around the country. If you'd like to get involved, it's actually a perfect opportunity to talk to one of the men who helps put harness racing together at our major track, our premier track, Manangle. Uh, David Watson is the racing manager there. Um, Watto, mate, thanks for joining us and happy new year. Happy new year to you, Mick. Mate, tell me, uh, you didn't put too many kegs on over the break, did you? You didn't have too, oh, many, oh, too oh. many glasses of beer, too, too much ham on the way through, brother? Oh, how good is it? Just the food <laughs> and, and family. <laughs> um, it's very easy to put a few kegs on. Hey, mate, just a quick one for you. Um, uh, this time of year, we're seeing a couple of days where there's no racing in, in New South Wales. you think it's actually quite a good thing for the participants? Is it nice for people out there who drive horses for a job to not have to get in the car and drive somewhere today? Oh, look, I think there's a big change. Um, with the change in racing season that's happened, um, you know, once upon a time, the quiet period was September, October. It was a change of season. People actually went away. What we're finding, I think, going forward, is this going to be the new quiet period? Is it going to be the quiet period over Christmas? Because we were really busy over that September, October period this year with nominations, race meetings. There were a lot of ballots. There were huge numbers, which is just untraditional. Um, what I've found, especially with the locals, a lot of the locals took Christmas off. The horses went to paddocks for a few days. So is this going to be the new quiet period going into these new racing seasons? Are you talking about the new racing season? And let's be honest, the fact that harness racing people can have a bit of time with their families is a great thing this time of year. There's probably a little bit of confusion, Wano, around the fact that the two-year-old season ended three days ago. So what happens to horses who have now turned three? Usually they would turn three on September the 1st. Their first derby is about six months later, maybe four or five months later. Now the first derbies are just around the corner. What I wanted to, to get out of you was exactly when are we going to see the New South Wales derby, the New South Wales Oaks, and do you see any changes in the three-year-old program? Obviously, the juveniles have to change, but in the three-year-old program, are we still going to see these as part of that Miracle Mile carnival? Uh, at this stage, definitely, Michael. What we've done, we haven't really changed um, our program. Um, I know Victoria have done a lot of changes with their juvenile calendar. Uh, they've really predominantly raced through that October, November, December period, which we've just seen the finals of their Victorian side states. Uh, this year, we've moved our race memorial and the Simpson Memorial to the end of January, where traditionally the Victorian Oaks and Derby were. Um, our Victoria, uh, sorry, our New South Wales Oaks heat are going to be on February 20, uh, which will lead into our ladies' night here, which was very successful last year. Um, and our derby heats will be a week before the Miracle Mile, with the derby uh, final be on Miracle Mile night. But we've, we've made a decision to stay on those dates. Um, what implications they are, especially with the Victorian size stakes horses, those two-year-olds that are now three-year-olds. Um, yeah, that's a decision for the trainers, I suppose, down there in Victoria. But we've decided to stay with our traditional format for this year. Of course, everything's got to be reviewed. But um, you know, hopefully we can all sit down over the course of the year, all the states, and, and work out what's best for the participants. So, mate, you said the oak seats are on the 20th of February. Does that mean the final is a week before the derby, or did they have a two-day break? That it is. It's a week before the derby. So on February 27, we'll have our New South Wales Oaks final. 
Um, that'll be incorporated with the Sprint for the Miracle Mile. Also, the Ladyship Mile will be on February 27. We have the traditional leading races for the Ladyship Mile. We'll have the Sibelia, which will be on the 13th. Um, the Robin Dundee will be on the 20th. They're both for 50,000. Um, the Ladyship Mile is 200,000. The Aches is 200,000. The Sprints are 100,000. Um, we've just gone back to pre-COVID prize money, which is a fantastic thing for the state. Um, also, our Level 1 races throughout the state have gone up to 8,000. So it's all systems go. Well, no, just on the Miracle Mile, you're, many people would know this, you're the man who has to talk to the committee, the Clubman Angle Committee. You give them information. They ask you questions that they need to. In that special hour after the two prelegs of the Miracle Mile are held and then the, the club decides who gets invited. So just to go through that, um, the Newcastle yeah. Mile winner is invited. Obviously, first and second, just correct me if I'm wrong, first and second from the two preludes are automatically invited, which gets us to five. Is the Chariots yep. of Fire winner automatically invited? Absolutely. And, Michael, it's just changed the face of the Miracle Mile, in my opinion. That Chariots of Fire has just been such a focal point going into the, late, uh, the Miracle Mile, uh, especially the last couple of years. Um, last year, we seen it with Lock and Bar Art, um, and he finished second in the Miracle Mile. The year before, Poster Boy had a really big influence on the Miracle Mile. And a couple of years before that, we had Lazarus won the Chariots of Fire, went straight into the Miracle Mile. That Miracle, uh, the Chariots of Fire now is just such a focal point going into the Miracle Mile. Um, on top of the good prize money, uh, it's straight into the Miracle Mile, which is a million-dollar race. So, um, you know, the club are really, really particular um, on their selection process. So what happens with the Chariots of Fire winner will go in there six. The last two positions come from either a horse that participated in the Chariots of Fire. It could come from the Ladyship Mile winner and the Ladyship Mile winner only, which happened last year with Better's Heart, if you if you remember that, a fantastic performance for her to win the Ladyship Mile. Uh, the committee decided the, to reward that effort and she went straight into the Miracle Mile, which was another great story. Or it'll come from performances in the heats of the sprint, but that's the only way those two invites will get into the Miracle Mile. Well, I just pull the curtain back for us for a second. You obviously sit in on that meeting. Is it ever heated? Do you ever have people saying, "Look, you wouldn't know what you were talking about. This thing should definitely be in and thumping the table," or is it all pretty civilised? Oh, look, it, it is a it is a civilised. It's a different opinions, which is fantastic in the way it should be. Um, Generally, generally, even when it used to be a invitation-only event, the first, when there was eight horses in it, the first six are pretty easy. But the last couple can take uh, a quite a, quite a while because it's, if you look at the form, it all crosses over one another. So it's always been the first six were always easy. Look, I've, seen, I've been there where it's taken an hour and a half. I've been there when it's been 20 minutes. Um, it's not thumping the table. No, it's... Um, it's good, robust discussion sometimes. There's good opinions, but in the end, it's always unanimous, and um, that's the way it should be. Mate, it must be uh, a part relief, part thrill, and a lot of pride in the fact that you and Bruce and the team there, and obviously Harness Racing New South Wales are, are the overlords of the industry, have been able to keep the Miracle Mile at a million dollars, because I had a discussion with Bruce three or four months ago where that seemed incredibly unlikely. Yeah, that, and that that was true on all the forecasts and and the information we received. Um, we had to make some um, 
really hard and heartfelt cuts to prize money throughout the year. Um, we didn't want to put the prize money what at that stage was going to be for the for the Miracle Mile, for the Ladyship Mile, for the Aitken Derby. We just thought it, it would be, a, uh, I suppose, a, a real disappointment to people to see that be out there. Um, what we've been really uh, encouraged by is the actual turnover that we've been receiving on the Saturday nights has been very encouraging. The forecasts have been very encouraging. As you can see, we've been able to go to pre-COVID prize money levels, um, which I think is really important. Uh, and the carnival is really important to the industry. Um, and especially in this area, you've just got to be here as you are uh, to see the crowds we get here, the support we get off the local government is fantastic. Um, all, all the area that's developing out here, um, I think that the carnival is a really important part to the area and to the industry itself. Wano, you spend a lot of time thinking about handicapping systems and the best way to maximise fields and turnovers and things most of us don't think about very often. I know you're keen at the moment for, for feedback from trainers. You're, you're looking at a potential change of the programming and the handicapping system based for the programming at Menangle. Um, can you give us, obviously this isn't set in stone and by no means are you saying this will come in, but I know you're looking at a few changes to make it slightly more ratings-based is that something which you're looking for for the trainers and and the bigger owners to come to you and talk about so you can make sure you get it right? And and if in fact there are to be changes, David, when would they come into play? Okay, well, I've, I've had discussions with our board. I've had discussions with Harness Racing New South Wales. I've had this on on my mind for some time uh, about adopting the national rating system here on a Saturday night, what we've had, we've had a system that's called the divided. So horses are basically rated on how much money they've earned in their last five starts, which I must say has been very successful over the last couple of years here at Menangle. What we're seeing, though, is a change in, I suppose, demographics, a, a change in horse pools. So it looked after, that looked after for the horses that were already established in the system. My, my, my concern is the horses that are now coming through the system that have been brought up on the national rating system. And I think we've got to put a focus back to those horses and we've got to adopt this national rating system instead of the divided. And just an example, we have the New Year's gift final here this Saturday night and it's a fantastic field. Like some of the horses, the heat winners here, you've got Burnham Boy, uh, Star Major, Expensive Vigo, fantastic. JOK, the horse on the up and up. All of them are under 85 points. Now, if they had been put into the divided system and basically they're just the old MOs, if they were put into the divided system, they'd be in level one. They'd be in the free-for-all this week on the money they've earned in the last five starts. These horses are now coming up, our three-year-olds and four-year-olds, are coming up um, adopting the national rating system. So my, my train of thought has been that we've got to start being more focused on that. I've come up with a system. I spoke to a lot of the participants that compete here on a Saturday night because you've got to remember this is based on the Saturday night pool of horses, and that's all over the state. I spoke to a few of the trainers, and not just necessarily the Metropolitan trainers. I spoke to a couple of the country boys that come here quite often, Brad Hewitt and whatnot, um, the other day. Uh, I've got a paper that's going out to them uh, all on Saturday night. As I said, it's been endorsed by this club. Uh, I've spoken to Harness Race in New South Wales that want me to carry on with the participants. I love hearing their feedback. Um, I, I'm not saying that everything I come up with is 100% correct. Um, I'd like to think that. But it's something that I'm really passionate about going forward, and I think we've got to look after the young horses here. And I do think the trainers, and more importantly, the owners, 
uh, will appreciate what I'm putting together. I think it'll give a better spread of the prize money. Um, as I said, we've gone up with our metropolitan prize money. I think it will give a better spread. Um, and I think we're going to look after these young horses that are coming through before they get into the free falls. Mate, I agree with you. Otherwise, a horse like Expensive Ego could come back to racing, win two races, and be a free for all. And we'll see the same points in other places as well. Mate, it's great to have you on the case because it's one of those things the handicapping system, not a lot of people talk about when it affects them, but they don't think about it outside of those times. Well, no, um, mate, thanks for the clarity. We're just trying to get a, an idea of when all these races are going to be and when people so, circle on their calendar what days to go to Manangle. Obviously, the big one, David, the ones the ones I want to be at Manangle for. February 20th, February 27th, and March 6th. Are they the three numbers we're looking at? That they're, they're the ones they really want to get there for? Carnival, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Starting with the Chariots of Fire there on the 20th. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great three weeks of racing. We're really looking forward to it. Mate, thanks for joining us on What's a Holiday. One of them, happy new year to you, mate. Um, we look forward to seeing you. You too, mate. Hopefully, we can all get together in Benangle at some stage in the next six months. Oh, how good would that be? It'd be fantastic. It would be great. That's David Wonson. He's the racing boss Thanks, for Club Benangle. Just some real good clarification there around what the carnival's going to look like. Uh, and more importantly, potential, and it's only potential, changes to the way they program races out of Menangle with those concerns that some horses are winning and therefore their stakes in the last five races are too high and they're getting through the grades too quickly. So David will be at Menangle this Saturday night and he'll be there tomorrow too for anybody who wants to, to give him some feedback on that for the participants in the industry. For those listening, just for the pump, no racing or no harness racing in New South Wales today. Menangle kicks back with its Tuesday afternoon tomorrow. Hope you have a great day. We'll be back with On The Pace at 10.30am tomorrow.